Welcome to the Nonprofit Newsfeed, nonprofitnewsfeed.com, bringing you the best news from the best sector, news from a nonprofit perspective and what matters. This show brought to you by Whole Whale, a B Corp digital agency. Thanks for joining us. This week on Nonprofit Newsfeed, brought to you by Whole Whale, well, we're talking a little bit about a little-known student debt program, some nonprofit frauds, some nonprofits buying NVIDIA chips. We got something for everyone here. How's it going, Nick? And happy Halloween to you. It's going great, George. Happy Halloween. I know this is an audio format, but uh, for folks who watch us on video, I am, in fact, right now dressed as the Manhattan, Bronx, Brooklyn-bound four train. So excited to to go out and celebrate transit after this call. But I want to start us off with our first story today. And that is, as reported by philanthropy.com, the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, initiated in 2007, was designed to alleviate student debt for those dedicated to nonprofits and government roles. The program, however, George, was largely unknown up until very recently. The Biden administration implemented reforms in 2021 that breathed life into the program. And since then, $51 billion of debt from over 700,000 public service workers, and including nonprofit employees, was erased. The, the feds estimate that only about 15% of the 9 million eligible workers have applied. And despite earlier rejection rates being very high, it seems that the whole process has been quite streamlined. So I think that if you're a nonprofit employee, you've been in the biz for a decade or more, or even getting close to that or thinking about it, this is well worth something investigating. This is a tremendous benefit, especially as we talk about, you know, nonprofit kind of financial constraints um, over the past couple of years. This is awesome. Yeah, it's tough. I was looking back. I remember this program actually, and I missed it by three years because of my my tenure at a at a nonprofit. So I know it can be tough to hit that mark, but in terms of like fifteen percent of eligible workers, it's something that you know your you know nonprofit. If you are leading, if you are participating participating in, you should be sharing it. You should I mean share this if you're listening to it right now. If you have worked, you know, in the public sector, you should be aware of the public service loan forgiveness program, the PS. Yeah, absolutely. George, that 51 billion number, that's astounding, you know, and it's it's quite interesting to see, you know, of course, the Biden administration lost the Supreme Court case that allowed them to eliminate up to $10,000 in student debt for everybody. They lost that case, um, reversed by the conservative Supreme Court. but. This program, $51 billion, it seems that the administration is figuring out how to really, really help people. Um, so I think that this is something to watch from a policy perspective, even though it's not a, a blanket wipeout, right? They're finding ways to really, really help people out in very significant ways. All right, I can take us into our next story. This comes from Reuters. This was kind of an interesting one. It tells the story of how a billionaire named Jed McCaleb, through a nonprofit, purchased $500 million worth of advanced AI chips from NVIDIA. So this organization, this company called Voltage Park, is wholly owned by a nonprofit, and it plans to set up AI computing clusters in multiple centers and lease that capacity to companies for 
artificial intelligence projects. And this comes as a demand for AI hardware's surge following the release of you know, ChatGPT and all the other things we've been talking about. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is the computing power on the back end of that, the power draw, the environmental impact is absolutely massive, right? These are not like, you know, they're not like little browser-based, you know, flash games that you're playing when you type in, you know, make me a, you know, photorealistic image of a whale, right? There's serious computing power that needs to go into that. Um, so the, the aim here is to make AI computing more accessible. It's interesting that this whole enterprise is owned um, by a nonprofit. This company is a subsidiary of that nonprofit. So it seems like we have another kind of democratizing the AI-esque sort of venture going on here. George, what do you make of this story, but also in general? Increasingly, as I think people are, are talking about AI, it's now the Biden administration just released an executive order on AI. Uh, this is top of the priorities for the White House now. What does that mean for the sector? And what does that mean in tech for general? Um, as you know, we're introducing this extremely computing intensive, you know, uh, software to the public. I think it's excellent. The executive order from Biden on the topic of understanding how, you know, red teaming, meaning like how do we assess vulnerabilities and risks associated with these different models that seem to be launching on a regular basis and application of AI, uh, that risk assessment should be shared, should be public and not kept quiet, hid under a rug. I think that's excellent. I think I got a bit of a laugh out of the fact that this crypto crypto billionaire went from this like last hype into this new hype applying now into the AI uh, AI investment here. And I think it's important to note, yeah, there's a huge cost associated with training and maintaining these models so that they can handle the number of requests that are coming in. As you'll no doubt remember, OpenAI was a nonprofit, quite literally, and then had to switch because, you know, they couldn't afford servers and maybe some other questions about how they needed to get increased funding and control via Microsoft. So, you know, I hope that, you know, with this type of upfront investment and awareness of what the costs are, that this remains a nonprofit, this remains in its ability for providing increased amount of access for hopefully socially impacted minded applications of large language models, because yeah, it takes a lot of these chips to run and those chips are in demand. They are expensive. And this I think is a foot in the door for social impact access to affordable API calls for AI. George, that was very well put. Yeah, I'll take us into our next story. This one comes from stltoday.com, St. Louis, and a nonprofit director in St. Louis stole millions from a childhood nutrition program, according to federal agents. So this, this former head of a St. Louis nonprofit apparently, allegedly, fraudulently spent $20 million in federal child nutrition credits on luxury homes and goods. The woman Connie Bobo of the New Heights Community Resource Center falsified records to net $11 million in bogus meal reimbursements and is charged with wire fraud, identity theft, a couple other charges, faces up to 22 years in prison, forfeiture of all those purposes. And the indictment falls reporting on questionable practices by Missouri nonprofits administering pandemic aid, 
as authorities crack down on the on abuse amid otherwise loosened charge. This is it's it's crazy to me that these people and we keep having these stories of people able to embezzle tens of millions of dollars from organizations that I mean it's not like the New Heights Community Resource Center was like a billion dollar company, right? It's like, that's a significant chunk of change. Like, how is the, like the size of that, that fraud is just so astounding to me. Yeah, and this is not the only child nutrition, I, I think, scam we saw run allegedly through this nonprofit administration of the pandemic aid. The pandemic aid was done in a hurry. It was you know, it's sacrificed accuracy for immediacy, which I think, you know, having lived through that was appropriate. But now we're seeing some of the byproducts of that speed in these types of scams that are now being revealed, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's true. All right, I'll take us into this next story. Um, and this one comes from Fast Company, and that it's Nature Conservancy, the Nature Conservancy, is investing part of its $3 billion endowment directly into climate tech startups, leveraging its scientific expertise to support com companies like Overstory and Yardstick. Um, so the nonprofit sees an opportunity to back high-impact startups aligned with its conservation mission that also have potential for strong financial returns. So um, direct investment represents a shift beyond the Nature Conservancy's past practice of relying on outside managers and index funds for its endowment, right? Nature Conservancy, like other very large nonprofits, particularly found out uh, foundations can sit on enormously large endowments, right? Um, so this is interesting because it shows an approach from a nonprofit with a sizable endowment, um, kind of strategically deploying capital to advance their mission um, in ways beyond kind of the triple the typical just kind of letting it sit in an index fund and ETFs. I really like the beginning of this sort of strategy and also, you know, with the transparency behind how these endowments are spent. Uh, we have talked in the past about how organizations, individuals, philanthropies that rely in and around DAFs, uh, donor advised funds and the many millions of dollars that are basically added to that every year could literally be put into, let's just say, oil and gas in this investment group while you then donate to the Nature Conservancy. And you're like, wait a minute, all of your money, your endowment is literally invested in companies that are working against your objectives. So taking a hard look at this, I think is excellent. And then what's more, being potentially proactive about how those funds are being uh, not just sort of neutrally deployed into general vanguard funds, but specifically toward helping your cause is forward-looking and setting an awesome example for the industry. Absolutely. I think that that is a great point. Um, oh, George, don't get, don't get me started with those... Uh... ESG investment funds. Just don't don't get me started with all that stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, interesting to see. All right, how about a feel good story, George? This one comes from WQID.com, and it's about a nonprofit in the Midwest called Walking and Rolling Costumes, um, giving kids across the country elaborate and inclusive Halloween costumes at no cost through 
donations and volunteers. Uh, today is Halloween. I'm sure, George, both you and I, our neighborhoods will be filled with, with kids trick-or-treating. Um, and it's just what a great way to, to kind of give back and, and let kids uh, experience memories, enjoy Halloween. I loved it so much as a kid um, and let them be able to participate um, in, you know, just a, a tremendous kind of experience for every little kid. Yeah, I, uh, I encourage you to take a look at some of the uh, amazing and adorable pictures of how they convert uh, various wheelchairs into just amazing works of creativity and done with a lot of heart over at walkinandrollin.org. Well done. All right, Nick, I do have a question for you. It should come as no surprise. It is Halloween. However, why don't vampires support art in action? Why don't vampires support art in action? You mean the Art Advocacy and Access nonprofit? That's the one. Oh, man, I don't know. Because they can only draw blood. Ah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Artinaction.org. Uh, they believe every child has uh, the right to equal access to equality and meaningful arts education. And they provide curricula, materials, and training that empower students to develop creativity, thinking critically, self expression, and resilience. Uh, they've reached over 85,000 students in 623 schools. A great program. And we absolutely love their work, even though vampires do not. Happy Halloween, Nick. Happy Halloween, George. This has been the Nonprofit News Feed Summary of the Week. Thanks for joining us. As always, you can find resources at nonprofitnewsfeed.com. And don't forget to sign up for our weekly email summaries of the best news from the best sector.